Welcome back, dear reporter. I see you're looking to get this story Where we finished. last left Gotta get it ready for passengers. The I understand. For the record, I shall state my name is Detective Jacob Colespear. You might know me for hunting down the infamous backwater bastards. Now, where were we in our story? Yes. The group had spent much of their time arguing in the dining car of the train. Suddenly, they were passing through a tunnel. Next thing you know, there's a crash, a scream, a gurgle, and then they're gone. Now, dear reporter, we're going to be hopping into this tale, and it's going to go fast. So keep your eyes peeled, and stick around for the end, because... We'll tell you just exactly how all this came to be. I present to you The Shining Express Part 2. <laughs> they had just had a lot of conversation and a lot of accusations and many many fingers were pointed as more and more evidence was pulled out to really make it seem like everyone might have murdered this man and just as a shocking piece of evidence was uncovered and everyone was beginning to really dig into is mad max that mad we suddenly went into a tunnel the lights went out Everyone was uh, trying, like fumbling around. You all managed to stay on your feet. Glasses were shattering. Someone screamed. And as the sunlight filtered back into the train as it got out of the tunnel, you look over. Sylvia's eyes are open wide. Blood is all over. There's shards of glass sticking out of her throat. You see that Thomas and Frederica are both missing. What? Oh my god. Who? <laughs> Sylvia? I run to Sylvia. Yeah, she took a broken wine bottle to the throat. Had the bottle been on the table? It was on the table. Until where Maximilian Max grabbed was it. Sitting right across from <laughs> He was yeah. drinking from he it. Take a, he took a swig from it and sat it down right beside him. Why would you kill her? Yeah, why would you kill her? I'm talking to you, Max. <laughs> I'm talking to anyone. <laughs> I'm sobbing. I didn't kill her. There's no reason for me to kill her. What happened? Who did this? Where is Thomas? Thomas wanted her dead. He hated her. Yes. Thomas and Frederica. Where'd they both go? Did anyone see anything? Does anyone have dark vision? <laughs> <laughs> Not, not at the moment. <laughs> We're all human. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> there is, of course, a door leading. Like, one door leads towards the engine room, huh. I believe. Wait, let me look at the map. Yeah. Are any of the doors askew? Yeah, what's the order of cars? Yeah, it goes engine, first class, dining car. Sorry, you'd be you'd be in the dining car right now. So there's a, the dining car connects to the galley, 
or it connects to the first class where a lot of your rooms are. And then uh, the first class one connects to the engine, which has some rooms for the staff and, of course, the engine. From front to back, it's engine, first class, dining cart, galley? Yep. And second class, cargo. Well, I want to go look for Thomas and Frederica. Absolutely. Sylvia is dead, and they're gone? That puts them at number one and two on my suspect list. I agree. Especially Thomas. I think the only person that would have anything against Sylvia would be Thomas. And why kill her? So strange. Well, I guess we'll ask him when we find him. Where would you like to go? There's the first class cart or the galley. So they could be in either or. So the doors aren't ajar or anything? Nope. No footprints or bloody handprints or, you know, blood anywhere. You could do an investigation. I will do an investigation. I would also like to do an investigation check. I would also like to do an investigation check. I got 14. Uh, I got 10. I also got 14. Okay, so we got two 14s. I'm sorry, what are we investigating? Bloody handprints, um, footprints, blood trails, anything that can give us a clue as to what happened. I'm too emotionally unstable for this. So, uh, Tobias, you are looking around. There's just a lot going on. This is the first time that you've had not just one, but two people murdered on your train. You've seen dead bodies. You've dealt with the war. Uh, But this is still a little shocking, as it's been a bit. And the two of you, Elizabeth and Max, you are looking over the doors, trying to see, like, is there handprints? Is there anything? And you, uh, you... you don't notice anything on these doors. They're, it doesn't look like they were ripped open. There's no blood on any of them. Okay, well, I would head to first class, because that's where all of our cabins are. Yeah. Uh, check the cabins. Is everyone going to first class? I'll be going with Elizabeth. I'm not. I don't know if we should leave anyone alone with Max. I agree. I was suggesting that no one should be alone at all. Well, then we're going to investigate the cabins to see if we can find Thomas and Frederica. And I don't think the crime scene should be abandoned for it to be tampered with. So who's going to leave? There's an entire train. I will stay behind at the crime scene with someone or two people, whoever wants to stay. Can't the conductor just lock this room? Do we trust the conductor, as he's also a a suspect in this situation? If we're all together and the room's locked, it's fine. Could be working with someone. Can I roll, like, a retcon insight about the conductor being the only one that has the keys? Like, does it seem suspicious kind of thing? Like, because Tobias said that he was the one that... He's the only one that has the keys. So I just want to find out if he was telling the truth. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a this is a common practice, that the conductor would have the keys to the, the train. But does anyone else have keys, is the question. Like, maybe another worker on the train. Yeah. You're not sure, Tobias, uh, as far as you're aware, that you're the only one with the keys. Well, Tobias is the only one with the keys, so if Tobias locks it, that will prevent someone else from entering the crime scene. Makes sense to me. 
If you say so, I guess I'll follow along. What about you, Lenore? I don't want to be here anymore. And I'll go into the first class. Alright, Tobias, lock it in. Lock it up. Come on with us. Okay. I'll lock the entrance from the dining room to first class. But I'll also lock, I guess it would be dining to the, what is it, a galley? Yeah. Yeah, also lock that door so that no one can come in to the crime scene. Okay. Uh, Tobias, while you are locking up, make me one last insight check. 16 altogether. Looking around you, you don't notice anything that stands out too much. You just notice that, you notice there's a lot of stuff knocked over, even where people weren't standing before, like when the lights went out. Uh, you saw like some chairs, maybe like a, a few glasses that might have been on another table, stuff like that have been knocked over uh, in other booths that were like along the side of this this cart. So like a, like there was a fight if everything's all knocked over. Yeah, it just seems it seems a little weird like nobody was sitting there. why are why is all this stuff knocked over as well? Can I go over there and make an investigation check? Yep. And this is in the first class cabin. This is still in the dining room. Okay. He's noticing this. It's like while he's going to the back door, he's locking it, and then he's starting to come back, and then he saw that. 25 altogether. Shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it takes you a second, right? They're all kind of like standing in the little entryway, going from this dining cart to the first class cart. And you're going, you're looking at this area, you see like there's a few knocked over glasses and stuff. You do see a little bit of blood along one of the window sills and it looks like the window sill the the latch that normally keeps it locked is unlocked but the window itself is down still well hurry up tobias i uh i found a bunch of blood over here what and then i walk over yeah there's blood over here (laughs) 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 and then i'll point out the latch and how it's unlocked all right, on three, everyone show their hands. One, two, three. As far as I know, there's no blood on my hands. Does anyone not show their hands? <laughs> I'll slowly raise my hands, and I have I have gloves on. <laughs> I show my hands, and then I walk over to the window. I want to open it and look outside. So you show your hands. None of you have blood on your hands. You crack open the window. The air is just ripping by as you're like you kind of hold your breath a little bit to shove your head out you're looking you're seeing like these forests that you're passing by and you kind of like glance up and you don't see anything it's just like the side of the train you see the lightning energy is arcing underneath this train and it's just ripping across this rail so there's no more blood outside the train you don't see anything okay how would this have been this couldn't have been an escape. We would have, we would have heard something, but I, I don't understand this. It's possible, yeah. Like, so the person, whoever the killer is, shot him in the back twice, and then left through. But why would there be blood? Like, who is fighting? I would like to investigate the window. Mm-hmm. Or a thirteen. You don't find anything else that uh, Tobias didn't see. I look at everyone's clothing. Is there? Does anyone have any cuts or anything like that? Blood stains on their clothing? 
There is bloodstains on Max. It's recent, mm. and it, it must have been when Sylvia was stabbed, like the blood splattered towards Max. But no cuts or anything. Well, if no one has anything else, I think we'll go check the cabin car. But it seems like they may have gone towards the galley instead of the first cabin. The first class cabin. Maybe we should split up. I'm not going with Max. (laughs) (laughs) Even if Max isn't the murderer, really seems like he's going to be a murderer soon. (laughs) (laughs) Max grew up on the streets. (laughs) used to that hard life. Not really. His mother was paid quite well monthly. <laughs> Max doesn't know that. Oh, yeah, no, she lived really well. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> Max didn't see any of that. <laughs> yeah, not at all. So where would you like to go? There is the the galley, which is currently locked, thanks to Tobias, or there is the, the first class. Did you take a peek in there before you locked the door? No, I didn't. Hmm. I would like to check out the galley, personally. Uh, Max for the galley. I can go with Max. If you're comfortable splitting up, we could do that, or else we could take a vote. I'm comfortable with splitting up. I mean, Ballad always splits up, so <laughs> I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> this is very true. I can't <laughs> I can't keep the party together. Split, if the, try. split the party. <laughs> <laughs> so many solo recordings. <laughs> All right, who who wants to come check out the cabin? I'll go back to first class. Okay. And Veronica? I'll stick with Tobias. Okay. So we got Veronica, Tobias, Max going to the galley. And we have Lenore and Elizabeth going to first class. We'll start off with our first class companions. You take a step through this little metal tube as you're... You're walking back into the the comforts of the first-class living. You see that there are a number of doors that are all closed, leading into these little personal cabins. At the very end of the cart, you see another door that leads towards the engine room, and that door's locked. You hear over one of the little announcement tubes, We'll be arriving at our destination in two hours. And you currently see... You see four rooms are in this first-class cabin. Oh, that's it? I thought we each had a room in there. Yep, there are four rooms in the first class cabin. There are two rooms in the galley. And Edgar and Thomas shared a room. Okay, I'll start checking doors. Sure. So you start opening them up. You you both come across your own rooms, of course. You, you find them. Everything seems like it, like it should be. You get to Thomas and Edgar's room. You open it on up, and you see Thomas is lying on the ground. There is blood coming from a large gash on his head. It's just freely flowing down, and you see this room is just trashed. I'll rush over and see if he's alive. Make me a medicine check. Oh, natural 20 plus one. Whoa. So you, you can see Thomas is still alive. It looks like he took quite a solid blow to the head. It must have been the blunt object that hit him. You see there is, uh, like, looking him over, he doesn't seem to be have, like, any other visible injuries. You are looking, it just looks like he has a lot of his own blood, like, splattered on the front of his shirt. Okay, I have healing word. Can I cast that? Yes. 
You cast this spell, uttering these words of magic, as you see Thomas starts to breathe a little easier. This gash on his head closes up. It's not completely healed, but it's definitely at least not freely bleeding now, as uh, his eyes start to blink open a little bit. Elizabeth, where am I? What happened? You're in your room. It looks like you got hit over the head. Did you see anything? Do you know who did this? No. Oh. Just wow. take it easy. What has happened to the room? Everything is destroyed in here. Well, we we can't find Frederica. How did you end up here? Uh, well, the lights went out. I heard a scream. I felt a sharp pain in my head, and then I woke up looking up at Elizabeth here. You see uh, Thomas is kind of like sitting himself up. He's kind of reaching around. You see a lot of like the, their suitcases have been ripped open. Um, pages have been sort of like ripped out of books and like thrown around. The mattress has been flipped over. So it looks like this whole room was searched very quickly. Was there anything in here that someone would have been looking for? Um... Yes, Edgar's book, Edgar's notebook. It's where he writes a lot of the the inventions he makes. Well, is it missing? Um, uh, Thomas gets up. He's kind of like going through suitcases, looking through uh, the little dresser that they have set up in here that's bolted down. It's not here. There's another thing, Thomas. Sylvia's dead. What? I mean, good riddance, but I. How did she die? Broken bottle in the throat. What a way to go. She's always downing wine like it was water. I think it would be a wine bottle that killed her. I'm just sad and silent. <laughs> Everyone else went to check uh, the other car. Are you feeling well enough to join them? <sighs> yes, I, I just I need a moment to, uh, to get myself back together, but I, I should be able to join them in just a moment. Well, I'll stay with you. I don't think Evan should be alone right now. Miss Lenore, did you did you say anything? You you seem to always be watching people. Is there is there anything you you picked up? Uh, no, I I haven't seen anything. I I mean, it was blackout, dark. Whenever we went through a tunnel, I don't I know as much as you do. You both see there's a there's a fair amount of blood on Thomas's shirt. It could be all his blood. He had a pretty heavy gash on his head, but you're not entirely sure. Maybe we should get a new shirt for you. Yes, yes, of course. That's a good idea. He said it's on his shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of blood like on the front of his shirt. Uh, did did you get hurt somewhere else? I noticed you got blood on your shirt. Uh, I, I don't believe so. I don't feel like I've been been harmed anywhere else. You see, he's just taking off his shirt and throwing it onto his, his bed as he's putting on a new one. Okay. Does it look like it's coming from his head? He just, he had a head wound before, but it, it's closed up now. Okay. We'll uh, go on to the people in the galley. You unlock the door to the galley and step on in it. I imagine you lock it behind you, Tobias. Uh, before I do that, I just ask everyone if we are... 100% comfortable leaving the gun behind. You're the one that threw the bullets out the window. You made it comfortable for all of us, right? It's true. I got rid of the bullets. That's 
much as we know about this gun, it needs bullets to fire it, but we don't know... But we don't know if there's more bullets, so perhaps we should keep the gun with us. That's what I think. You look back at the body, and you don't see a gun in Alistair. God damn it. One of those two have taken it. It has to be Thomas or or Frederica, right? I would think so. They disappear. So does the gun. Sylvia's dead. What if... I know Frederica well enough. She's very loyal to Edgar. She's the one that cleans his messes. And she's been very quiet while we've all been pointing fingers to each other. And I'll admit, I was was with her. We were discussing the debt that Edgar owes me. So if she's so loyal to Edgar, the mess that she would be cleaning up is him being murdered? Seems like she would be loyal to someone else. What if it's not to Thomas? That's my theory. You think that Frederica is loyal to Thomas? I do. Now think about it. It was Frederica that worked with me to pay off your mother to keep you a secret. But if Edgar approached you directly regarding the inheritance, what if Frederica's intention was to stop him before you got the inheritance so that Thomas got the inheritance instead? I mean, that was my suggestion whenever I saw that Elizabeth, though, was teaming up with Thomas, it seemed. But what if Thomas is oblivious? What if this is all Frederica's attempt to clean everything up? Doesn't seem unlikely. But then we must find Frederica. That's my theory, anyway. Oh, well, yes. We now move forward and hope we find Frederica. Off we go. <laughs> I'll lock the door behind us. So you, you lock this door as you all step into the galley. And the galley itself only has a few rooms in here. It also has like this kind of like sitting area and uh, just another area for people to relax in. And it has a door leading into the, the second class cab. And you're looking around, you see that there the few doors that are leading into these first class cabins are all closed. Um, are any of these our cabins? So we will say one is Max's cabin, one is Veronica's cabin, and you know that Frederica was staying in one of the cabins. Alright, let's check this out. Let's start with Frederica's cabin. It's just over here. I'm gonna lag behind. <laughs> I'm on a mission, so I'm like power walking over there. So you go and you quickly rush over to Frederica's cabin. You open up the door. The door is unlocked. And inside, this room has been trashed. Mattress flipped. Clothes strewn about everywhere. Frederica did not have as many belongings as the two bakers, but there's still a fair amount of stuff that's everywhere. You see Frederica on the ground, a large head wound. Oh no! And a pistol, a pistol in their hands. Uh, I'm gonna run over there and see if she's alive. <laughs> uh, make me a medicine check. This is quite suspicious. Uh, 15. Looking over them, uh, yeah, this is a, it's a pretty heavy head wound. Like they're, they're bleeding freely from it. Doesn't look like there's any other wounds on them. Um, they're definitely unconscious. They're still alive, though. 
and the hand is just clenched around this pistol. Uh, she's alive. Well, wake her up. Shake her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wake up. This fixes all head wounds. Tobias, you got anything? <laughs> Anybody have a potion? or? I'm just going to look around the room, I guess, make an investigation. Person's clearly dead. She's alive. <laughs> she's, she's alive, no. Robert. Robert, yeah. she is alive. Yeah. Hey, oh, I thought I thought you said there was a large head wound, like she killed herself. Yeah, there there is a head wound, but yeah, she's, she's still, still breathing. Alive. Oh. oh, it's like she sorry. has like a it's like blunt force trauma. Like the skin's been split. She's bleeding. Oh, okay, yeah. I was picturing like, like she shot oh, her head. Yeah. No, oh, sorry. Yeah, I definitely could see why you would think that. No. <laughs> no, uh, um, she, it looks like she got uh, like blunt force trauma to the head and is still holding on to this pistol. I have uh, no medicine. There's nothing I can do. Okay. Let's search the room, see if there's any clues. Yes, let's do that. So, Lucas, I need to take this opportunity yeah. to figure out how to ditch this fucking wallet. <laughs> 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 yep. Because shit's getting awry. So while they're searching the room, I want to, like, I'm, like, leaning against the door arch. Like, let's go into the room. And I'm like, yeah, y'all search the room. And, like, then I just, with my right hand, lean against the arch, pull the wallet out, look inside very quickly for anything that's interesting. And then I'm just going to throw the wallet into the room. (laughs) Okay. uh, Roll a sleight of hand. And Tobias and uh, Veronica, you both get perception uh it's a 16 to perception i got a nine i got a 17 (laughs) (laughs) so just as you were about to turn around and it it, you would have seen this you would have seen this veronica but you just got distracted by tobias like bumping into something and quickly your head snapped the other way as this wallet (laughs) goes behind (laughs) your head and you're like Max, you're looking like, (laughs) (laughs) and then you turn your head back once more. You're like, oh, it's just Tobias knocking into something. And you look and you see there is a wallet that is amongst Frederica's things. I I found a wallet. Oh God, how do I say this as an ice queen? (laughs) Wait, did I see anything cool in the wallet before I ditched it? <laughs> no, okay. you were like kind of like panicking, okay. like I'm not the murderer. <laughs> I found a wallet, and I pick it up. A I wallet. Start looking through it, and I tell it's his wallet. Yeah, there's a, a few cards to like Tom sandwiches, and you know it's for <laughs> Edgar Baker. He's got six of ten punch outs. He's one stamp away. <laughs> yeah, so close. And uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of like little like personal information things like business cards he has in here and stuff like that. He has a, a few notes uh, for like a few hundred gold. Well, I can't find anything of use here. And then I pass it. Uh, who am I closest to? Probably Tobias. Okay, I would pass it to Tobias. It would have been like really poetic if I passed it to Max, but I wanted it to be <laughs> natural, right? Puts it away. <laughs> yeah. How strange. So you didn't find anything? Nothing I can see, unless there's any... I don't see any letters, or even the business cards are all boring. I already have those contacts. So I got a 26 on investigation. Shit. Okay. Yeah. 
You gave me a very high investigation, so. <laughs> yeah. You're looking at in this room, like just trying to get a good feel of it. This room has been definitely trashed. You've seen rooms be searched like this before. You you know what this is like. You're looking through this whole thing, and it, it was clear that whoever came in here was looking for something specific. As I'm doing my investigating and everything like that, I actually pull an item out that I have, and it's a wand. I'm going to use it and look for any kind of magic as I'm going about the room. You're going through, you're, you're trying to scope things out. Your investigation was so high, you, you come across a, a bound leather book and it has a little arcane lock on the front of it. And you see the initials EB are engraved into it. And your, your wand is going around and as you're looking around, it points at Max and it goes off a little bit. That's interesting. Does it like make a, a sound or anything when it goes off? Uh, it'd probably be more like a vibration <laughs> or maybe like it's, it's a little brighter. <laughs> this gives off like a light. This is picturing like, you know, those metal detectors. Yeah. Metal detectors. Yeah, it's metal just detectors. like. Yeah. <laughs> so if you take off your belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you pointing at that at me for? Just looking for magic. It's around this time that, well, the three of you are kind of looking in this room and having this conversation. You see Elizabeth and Thomas and Lenore walking into the galley. He's pointing a wand at me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put that leather-bound book in my pocket, and I just whisper that it had the initials EB on it. Who do you whisper that to? Just the three of us that were in the room. You see Thomas come up with uh, Elizabeth and Lenore, and Thomas has like this this dried wound on his forehead, and like some of his hair is caked with blood. Uh, like it's like on his face a bit. He wipes some of it off, but it's still there. So it looks like he has a fresh wound, but his shirt is quite clean. And looking down, uh, Frederica is still on the ground bleeding, and uh, there's there's not much blood on Frederica's shirt. Just like a little bit on the shoulder, and like it's it's kind of pooled a bit. Um, can I go over and heal her? Yeah. Well, what did y'all find? We found Thomas. You cast this spell, and this wound seals up on Frederica's head. Frederica's eyes are opening up like, what? Where am I? And they go to touch their head with the gun. And like, whoa! <laughs> and they like throw the gun across the room. Like, what is... what? Well, there goes my theory. I think your theory still holds. What's your theory? Well, I think Frederica's the killer. What? But she's closer to Thomas than to than to Edgar. Everyone knows that Edgar's an asshole. I think even Frederica realizes that. As loyal as you may be, I think you might enjoy having someone else in charge that's not such an asshole. I agree. Someone that you've grown to love and adore. Someone you would happily bury secrets for to protect. Now... Edgar was an asshole, yes. Very demanding, yes. But unlike everyone else in this room, Edgar showed me something that is foreign to most of his associates coming from him, and it is compassion. 
I would never do that to Edgar. And Thomas is like, what? I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm on good terms with Frederica, but I, I don't think that, I, I feel like Frederica would not betray Edgar in any way. Insight check. So you could tell that Thomas is, he seems pretty truthful when he was talking about Edgar, about like how Frederica is pretty loyal. Frederica seems like a little bit out of it when talking, but th there's not a lot of conviction in their voice, if anything. I'll pick the gun up. Yep. I don't like that when that happens. Here we are, Tobias with a gun in his hand again. Why did I even have that gun? I thought that was on Edgar. I'll, I'll give it to Max then. Do you want to carry it? Not really, but... I, like, take the gun, like, holding it with, like, my index finger and thumb at the handle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll hold on to it. And I just hold it like that the whole time. <laughs> Where's Sylvia? She's dead. Dead? What? Did you kill her? She... Frederica looks at Thomas. Thomas like, no! What? We think you did, Frederica. Why? Another one of Edgar's messes. His mistress. He's had so many of those, I don't feel like this is much of a hidden mess. A lot of mistresses, huh? Thomas is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tobias, let's have a look at that notebook. What notebook? I'll uh, pull it out of my pocket. He pulls out this notebook that says, uh, it has the initials E and B. You would recognize this, Elizabeth. This is the notebook he always had on him. Same with you, Veronica. You would definitely recognize this. It's like he, he always like secretively wrote in this thing. Where did you find that? In this room? It was missing from Edgar's cabin. That's where we found Thomas. He also has a head wound. Where the hell would I have that? I don't know. You tell us. I'll, I'll uh, open it up. It doesn't open. It's like there's an arcane lock on the on the front of it that isn't it's keeping it sealed. The the lights went out, there was a scream, I felt a sharp pain on my head, and then I, I woke up looking at Elizabeth. Thomas is like, that's what happened to me. And then all of the murder weapon, the wallet, Edgar's book, is it just also happens to be in this room conveniently where Frederica's? Yeah, I would just lie down with the gun. Well, were there any other clues in here? I think you could have been holding on to the gun, and then someone could have hit you in the back in the head while you retreated to your room. But why would you hold on to the gun in general? The wound was in the, the front of Frederick's head. Do you remember what happened before you were hit in the head, Frederica Thomas? Uh, Frederica goes, no, I, we were all talking and then the lights went out and Tom's like, yes, it's the same with me. I, I was talking to all of you in sharp pain and then it seems both of us have awoken from Elizabeth's aid. How long were the lights out for? Not super long, like maybe 10 or 15 seconds. So enough for two rounds in D&D &D <laughs> for yeah. someone to go to the first one. Enough for somebody to almost sneak in a third yeah. round. <laughs> in those that little amount of time, we're talking about someone moved two unconscious bodies from 
a center cabin to an outer cabin on one side and another cabin on the other side. This doesn't even seem possible if one person did it. Unless they had the magical ability to do so. Well, there's only a few people here that can cast magic, I believe. And I turn and look at Lenore. I look around at other people. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all turn and look at Lenore. Yeah, I think everyone at that moment kind of turns towards you, Lenore. Yes. Full disclosure, I I can cast some abilities as well. Look, here's Edgar. And I cast a minor illusion <laughs> cantrip of like what Edgar looked like when he was alive. Thomas falls back like, oh. Uh, don't do that, please. <laughs> I just wave my hand. Well, I too can do something minor like that, and I take a piece of paper off the ground that's been rummaged, and like I just tear it in half, and then I just mend it back together real quickly. <laughs> that's, this is all that I can do. And the book has an arcane lock on it. Do you have any abilities to undo the lock, little? Um, I not off the top of my head. But I could um, maybe maybe take a look at it. I'll hand it over to her. Um, I don't have any spells, but uh, could I do an arcana check? Yeah. Maybe to see how to unlock it? Yeah, definitely. Is a 17. You know that this is definitely one that has a, a verbal thing that must be said to unlock it. Uh, can I, like, be peeking over her shoulder and see if I recognize anything about it with, like, Thieves' Cant? No, there's, there's nothing recognizable like that. Thieves' Cant is, like, um, isn't it hands? It can be a lot of different things. Um, it can be from written on the side of, like, a building to gestures with your hand to phrases that don't make any sense. Mm. Um, so yeah. I, it, can, it can be a lot, so I figured I'd at least give it a... You know, Lenore, looking over this book, this is definitely like a, you have a verbal component that would just unlock the book. Um, So I'll turn to the group. It it appears uh, this this journal requires a verbal component of some type. Um, A password? That it appears some kind of password or passcode, um, assuming something Edgar came up with. I believe Frederico might have an idea. You knew him quite well. He was nice to you. Any any secrets? Yes, I know the the phrase to open the book. Well, as his heir, I believe that this book is mine now, and I should know the answer to this. <laughs> the the passphrase to open the book is Edgar is the greatest and smartest inventor ever to have lived and will always be the best no matter what. And you hear the book click and unlock. Oh my god. I feel like I could have figured that one out in time. I feel like we should have known that one, yeah. He says it out loud so often, I I mean, it was an easy guess. Well, let's see it. Let's look inside. What's it say? I'll start to flip through it. There is a lot of, like haphazard notes just everywhere like little like sweet new inventions that he's coming up with some things where he's like what if I created a gun that also shaved you and you could shoot people with hair bullets and just like weird stuff like that like he just had like really strange ideas and then every so often he had a really good one like 
oh, like I, we can probably create like a like a silencer pistol, and then like it goes on to the next thing is like, but what if you had another gun? It's like you shot it, but it shot breakfast, <laughs> and then it goes on to the next thing. <laughs> this seems to just be a, a madman's scrawl of inventions. I'll flip to the back to see if there's anything recent, relevant. The latest stuff is more around the pistol. It looks like he's really trying to refine the design on it, and he has a lot of notes for a presentation it looks like he was going to be giving. He has some notes that were basically going on about, like, need to give this presentation to the head of the house, already been rejected once, need to nail this and get it done. But it doesn't seem to have anything relevant. Um, it seems he is preparing for this presentation. It doesn't surprise me that most of those ideas aren't very good. Why does that not surprise you? You gonna add to that, Veronica? Well, I might as well, since you can't pay me for it anymore. I'm an information broker, and I know that Edgar didn't invent most of his weapons. That makes sense. Then who did? And I look to Thomas. Thomas did. He takes a step back. What? I mean, I helped every once in a while. I, I was the one with the, the experience in the war. Edgar never set foot on the battlefield. Uh-huh. Aside to pilfer it. Lenore leans in. What, what, what does that matter? Well, it's his M.O. He stole ideas from Elizabeth and then cut her out. And then he stole ideas from Thomas and did the same thing. All of his patents can be directed to somebody else. I would imagine this would anchor you quite a bit, Thomas, on top of the mistresses. Oh, well, no, not particularly. I, I've got the money for the inventions. But it's also his money, right? Yes. Edgar would spend it. And it's him who got all the fame, right? He was much more concerned about keeping this a secret. He enjoyed his reputation. And now that money is my money... Doesn't that anger you, Thomas? The money is not all in your name. Is it? Let me see that. And <laughs> <laughs> they, like, reach for the document. So that item that I told you I wanted? Yeah, yeah. Um, before I hand it to Thomas, I would like to say, hold one moment. And I take out a little tin can. And I take out some Play-Doh. <laughs> And I put it to the side on a shelf, and then I put the piece of paper inside the tin can, and then flip the tin can upside down, and then I say a couple words, and I just want to make sure we both have a copy before you may rip this up. And the Play-Doh morphs into a piece of paper. Then I lift the tin can and I say, all right, take whichever one you'd like. It's a, quite the invention. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Lifting up the, the, the paper and flicking it a few times. I hereby leave all of my wealth to my son. That son of a bitch! It's <laughs> like throws the paper down on the ground. I quickly pick it up so I have both copies. <laughs> <laughs> my motherfucker! And Patrick is just like wide-eyed, like looking at everyone, like, I. Why is all this stuff in my room? 
<laughs> I didn't take it. Arguably, I'd have this stuff in my room. What did I have to gain from all this? I'd lost an employer and it looks like I picked up one not so great. Hey, I'm not that bad. There's a lot that I can learn, sure, but I'll be nice. I won't be that asshole of a man. You hear over the, the speaky tube. We'll be arriving at our destination in one hour. Well, maybe we should just let the police handle this. Has anyone notified the police? I think it's time we alert Blue Shield. What do you think, Thomas? No. I don't believe that at all. I think that's a horrible idea. Why wouldn't you want Blue Shield involved? Because Blue Shield will probably try to kill everyone thinking they're the murderer. Maybe we should just do the police. Well, he has to find out eventually, Thomas. Yes, I would prefer him finding out if we had a, a number of armed individuals ready to restrain him, if need be. Unless you all feel like you can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with this Warforged. I don't feel that I can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anyone. By all means. <laughs> Elizabeth, you've been quite quiet. Yeah, I'm just assessing the situation. Oh, Frederica, like, sits up and she's, like, sitting on her flipped-over bed, kind of, like, looking at everything, shaking her head a bit. Well, what do we do now? There's another dead body. We have an hour before we get there. No one's contacted the police. Are they even going to be ready by the time we get there? How do we contact the police? There, there might be some sort of radio. Tobias, you would know there, you do have like a radio that you could use at the front of the engine. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell everyone that there's, there is a radio in the engine. I think we should do that. Maybe we all move as one, including you, Thomas and Frederica. I got some blood on my shirt. Can I change my shirt? Yes. Yeah, you see, Frederica just has like some like blood on the, the shoulder part of her button-up shirt. And didn't Thomas have it on his uh, front, too? Yeah. Yeah, Thomas had blood on the, the front of his shirt. Hate knowing stuff that the character doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so Frederica uh, gets changed quickly, puts on a fresh shirt. So, all right, let's go to the front. Try to contact the police while we still can. If the killer just walks off the train, what are we going to do? I agree. I, for one, am more than willing to comply with the investigation. I am as well. Me too. So you go through the the first class. You, As you're going through, you see like a few of the doors are open. There's the door open to Thomas and Edgar's room. And it's, it's also equally as trashed as Frederica's was. You're walking past that, and you make it to the engine room that Tobias unlocks. You get to the front you see there there are two workers in there they're looking really stressed out as like they're they're making sure the train's moving all right like sir we don't we don't know why those lights went out I, the whole thing just started going out of whack but it seems like it's back it's working okay now yeah it does that through tunnels and tobias you got to press the button down to speak over the radio to try to contact the station that you're coming up to and you just get static i trace the wire uh, it seems like it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, like you're going along the wire. And you make it to, uh, like, where the wire connects. There's, like, a little, like, dashboard, like, has, like, some screws on the side that you can unscrew if you want to look inside. Okay, I'll open that up. It takes just a minute, 
and you pop it open, you see like there was a little arcane core that was inside there, and it looks like it's been overloaded. I cast mending. You cast mending on this core, and you manage to fix it. Like it, it's like kind of like pieced back together, but it's completely drained. Does anyone know how to fix these things? And I think the two people who would know would be either Tobias or Lenore, if you want to make an Arcana check. I might be familiar. Let me let me take a look. It's going to be a 19. So you know it's very dangerous and it can kill someone, but you could try to drain someone's magical essence and fill up the, the stone. That's what they used to do back in the day. Now they have a lot more technologies that make it a lot safer to uh, power these up little by little. But if you just tried to charge up the stone with a person, you may kill them. And how would it have gotten overloaded, I guess? Someone would have had to tamper with it. They would have had to put in a lot of arcane energy to basically make it just overload. And then all the energy would have spilt out. Or they could have tampered with it and tried to break it just to have the energy leak out. Okay. And while it's like constantly being pulled on, it would just ended up getting messed up. So it's one of the ways... You're not sure, though. There's no obvious signs because it was just mended. So whatever sign of tampering it had is uh, okay. been mystically fixed. Gotcha. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that was real fast, Max. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can't seem to discover what, what was tampered with since... Um, Young Maximilian here was quick to mend um, this. However, it seems it could be restored, but it, it might do some hurting to someone. It, I don't think it's safe for us to restore this properly. Sorry. So we're not too far from the station. <sighs> maybe we can take a core from somewhere else? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think my current concern is that there's a killer on this train, and it's up to us to apprehend them for now. I agree, but we also need to inform the authorities, right? We have one hour. We can afford, We can inform them when they get here. Okay. We need to find the killer now before they try and kill somebody else. Two people are dead. Yeah, there's a whole other cart of people that we haven't even been to yet. Let's search the rest of the train. We haven't even been to second class. I'll follow you. Okay. I'll start going to second class then. And we're up. We should lock the door behind us so no one can escape and we don't have to chase them. Sure, I'm, I'm always locking doors behind us. <laughs> you go through, you lock the doors behind you, you pass once again through the first class cart, you pass by the trashed room of Edgar and Thomas Baker. You lock the door behind you once again. You're in the dining cart. You walk past the two corpses, the two murdered individuals of the train. You can feel the clocks ticking as these little hands just keep going as you're looking. It's taking too long to walk through these damn trains. You go through the galley, getting up to the door of the second class. The key slides in. You unlock the door. You walk through the tube. The first thing that hits you is this smell, this smell of ten people sitting in one room, never really leaving, and the bathroom is in the room, and it's just not great. As you open up the whole, the door to enter into this whole area, 
You just hear, praise be, <laughs> praise be, praise be to our shining God. And it's ten people, just arms and arms. And it looks like almost that uh, that that Dr. Seuss scene, The Grinch Stole Christmas, where they're all oh, sitting around, no. arms linked, and they're singing where there's no, no Christmas tree. Christmas was there all along anyways. And they're just singing. <laughs> there's ten red robe figures. I, and I just look at everyone else like the big WTF face <laughs> it's damn churchgoers yeah I start to like walk back to where we came from like <laughs> this is not my cup of tea they've been like this the whole time join us join us for song oh no thank you we're just we're moving back to the cargo cargo we gotta check out the cargo uh, have you been here doing this the whole time <laughs> Only for 15 hours a day, we sleep. And of course, there's one hour for lunch. I think, uh, happy for you all. Keep doing that, and I'm slowly backing away. <laughs> Praise be to the shining god, and then I just turn around. Praise be. Praise be. <laughs> I, I want to ask them, have you seen anything suspicious? Just... A number of people coming from the first class car and coming back here to go to the cargo. That is right now. Well, this that's moment. what we're doing. Excuse us. Yeah. Straight to cargo. <laughs> yeah, off we go. Oh, oh conductor, <laughs> yes. Someone lost something. We're we're trying we're trying to find it. Let's just thank you. Oh, good luck. Uh, praise me. <laughs> praise no me. One's <laughs> no one's in danger. Into cargo quickly. Lock the door behind us. You open up the door to the cargo, and there are a number of boxes in here. Crates, people's suitcases, a lot of luggage. There are a number of locked containers off to the left-hand side where everyone's weapons are stored. And you see in the middle of this room, there's a chair that's been bolted down to the ground. And sitting on it is this hulking warforge that must be at least eight feet tall. It's covered in this mithril armor with this uh, bluish trim along it, and they turn their face towards you. You see, like, parts of the metal have been replaced on its head, and in this, like, robotic voice you hear, Greetings. Where is Edgar Baker? He is in the dining room. We're almost at our destination. I must go retrieve him. No, not yet. He's sleeping. He asked you to stay here, remember? But I do have a question for you, Blue Shield. He looks at you, his, his glowing eyes just staring right into you. Yes. You do a great job of protecting Edgar. But have you um, heard anything suspicious going on recently? Has there been any... He's going to roll an insight. Has there been any um, <laughs> dangers that you've sensed that you've been trying to be wary of? Any death threats made to Mr. Baker. These glowing eyes just keep going from each of you as they're looking around. They stop at Frederica and Thomas, who have like healed wounds and like blood <laughs> splattered to the side of them, no. like dried in the side of their heads. Thomas, you're injured. Where is Edgar? Thomas like, well, um, Edgar's in the dining room. Relaxing in the dining room. 
And uh, Blue Shield just starts walking towards the dining room. Uh, you have to stay in here. So, so do you have any answers to my questions? They don't seem to answer your questions. They just walk towards the dining room. They they get to the door, it, it leading into the second class cart, and it they're like trying to turn it, and it's locked. And they look back at Tobias. Tobias, please unlock this door, or I will be forced to destroy them. I think you're supposed to stay in here though, because it's something to do with the train and you being warforged. You're gonna mess something up. I'm willing to take that chance. Edgar is in danger. Thomas has been injured. But Edgar's the one that told you to stay in here. Yeah, don't you, don't you have to listen to a command? Is he a humanoid? He is a humanoid. Hmm. Do you all want to use a, a persuasion? Does he have emotions? Yes, yes. He has a soul, so yeah. I could cast calm emotions on him. You could, yeah. Seems uh, as upset as a warforged could emote. I also got a 20 on my persuasion. I got a 16 on my persuasion. He seems like he's hesitating, but his hand is starting to grip the handle a little tighter, and you hear the sound of crunching metal. But he's like still turned towards all of you. Surely Thomas Edgar's fine, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, He's he's completely fine. He's just super hungover. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and you see, like Thomas is like sweating. Like there's, it's that Akeem <laughs> Peel skit. <laughs> there's just so much sweat coming down. Oh, that's it. Yes, uh, hungover. So he isn't a hundred percent fine. You hear the door handle crunching a little more. How are you injured? I. <laughs> don't hurt me <laughs> and Frederick is like I, I also fell it was a fall yeah don't you remember whenever those the lights went out and the train shook a little bit everybody kind of fell over a little bit but they just you know hit their heads on some dining tables uh, he finishes removing the handle to the door and just sets it down on the ground <laughs> And the, the door opens up and your praise be to our shining god. <laughs> I must go look and see Mr. Edgar. Is there anything else you want to do as he's about to step out there? Is there a back door from the cargo that leaves the train? Oh yeah, like there's there's like side doors. Like there's a side door for the second class cart and there's a side door in the first class cart. And then is there like ladders? that go up at all to bring us onto the roof of the train yes yep there are ladders that'll do that just planning my escape yeah that's fair (laughs) (laughs) I'll send a message to Veronica and I'll say you can cast illusions can't you do you think that's a good idea you know what I have nothing to hide I am not going to incriminate myself so no Um, Blue Shield begins walking through the second class cart. I'm leaving the cargo train. You hear him get to another door. (laughs) As that door is also locked. Every door is locked. You just hear him. He's he's like dealing with the handle. I got nothing. (laughs) You got the gun on you. (laughs) That I'm still probably holding like this. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll I don't know. I'll do a quick investigation of this room. Maybe look for anything that could be helpful. Sure. And then I'm going out the back door and I'm gonna hide on the roof of the train. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's... Uh fourteen altogether. You see there are the containers with everyone's weapons. That's about all you can see as far as useful. There's a lot of luggage in here and crates and yeah. you can hear clucking from one of the crates. Maybe it's time to grab grab some weapons. It says do not open and then it just has a lot of skulls over it. Yeah, I'm gonna grab my weapons. Huh. Yeah, yeah, if Tobias goes and unlocks it, you call just there's there's even like other people's weapons as well. Yep, yep, I'll I'll open everything. Even the one that says do not open. I'll open that one. Okay. <laughs> you hear Blue Shield is working on the door to the galley and Tobias starts like hey, first he unlocks one and it's a bunch of like regular like swords, there's a couple pistols, uh, a few things like that. You unlock the second one, it's where the cultists all store their stuff, and there's just, like, horrific-looking, like, serrated blades and all sorts of, like, these crazy-ass weapons they have in there. And then you get to the one that says, like, do not open, a bunch of skulls all over it, you hear clucking, you turn the key, you open it up, and these chickens just start flooding out of this container. Just too many chickens. Why did you release the chickens? There's at least 20 chickens that are coming out. Their eyes are glowing red. They start screaming. That, that chicken scream. You know what I'm talking about. It's like past the... Like, yeah. You know, it's got, went to the point where it's just screaming around. There's like these 20 fucking chickens just everywhere. And uh, they start attacking all of you. All right. I just grab a sword and start... <laughs> Yeah, you guys are all just, like, beating them. They're chickens. Yeah. They are chickens yeah. at the end of the day. I kick them around, and in my my flustered moment, I drop the gun and forget about it. Oh, God. <laughs> you kick the chicken, you kick the gun. <laughs> One of the chickens has a gun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not thinking of the gun. I have, like, a gun in one hand, and I'm, like, shooting at some of them, and I'm, like using a sword <laughs> that I barely know how to use and I'm just kind of attacking the other ones. Yeah, like just whatever it takes to keep them off of me. I scream, Blue Shield, come help us. The chickens are out. <laughs> Make a persuasion check. 11. <laughs> no. You hear the door breaks in the galley as Blue Shield is now moving a lot faster. Maybe we should have just told them what happened. <laughs> So all these chickens are attacking. It doesn't take long. These are just chickens. When you start killing a couple of them, they just run into the room with all the cultists. And the cultists are like, our chickens! <laughs> so they're like now chasing a lot of chickens that are attacking them. You're in this feather-filled room, and uh, you can hear the Warforged is making his way deeper into the train. I reload the pistol, and I take a couple daggers. You hear, we will be arriving at the station very shortly. Everyone, please gather your belongings. <laughs> I make sure it's my daggers and my pistol that I grabbed. Thomas is looking around, this is fucking nuts! <laughs> what is happening? I don't know what to do. It's gonna kill all of us. I don't know who... I don't know who actually... Can we just admit who murdered? Because it sounds like that Warforged is gonna kill all of us. Who actually killed him? I didn't kill anyone. 
Why would I kill my husband? I would kill Sylvia. Straight up will say that, but I did not kill Sylvia. It wasn't me. I had no reason to kill him. You hear the train starting to slow down as you hear a large mechanical roar. I'm gonna open that back door. I don't know if I should just jump or climb up on the roof. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Anywhere but here. I think we found our murderer, everybody. <laughs> He's fleeing <laughs> from the scene. No, I'm fleeing from that fucking Warforge. And then I'll <laughs> climb. Oh, yeah. Climb up on. I have to say, his logic is sound. Well, conductors do the same thing as captains. You can't abandon ship, abandon train. <laughs> I'm just going to the roof. You're saying this while you're climbing this ladder. And I say, fuck it, and I start following him up the roof. Checking the roof. Well, if y'all are going, I'm going too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'll go too. Good luck, Thomas. Friend Lenore. <laughs> Lenore. I start pulling up my long dress and just sigh. <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> Thomas is like on on your all, all of your heels, and you're all quickly like rushing up on top of the, this train. You hear this roar, and a lot of cultists screaming as this warforged is attacking a number of people. You see the the train is coming into the station. There's a the little platforms that are set up on either side. There's a number of people looking to get onto the train. The door, as the train's coming to a, a stop, you're all like on top of this train holding on because it's kind of slippery up here. It's not like on the movies where it's super easy. You can see it's not fun up Shit. here. <laughs> and you're like, what's going to happen to us? I hate trains. As you're like going... And it, it's coming to a stop as you watch a cultist is thrown through one of the open doors. Uh, this member of the church rolling, the blood splattering everywhere. People are screaming as they're now like trying to get out of here. This warforged like, uh, stomps onto the platform just in this blind rage. You see a lot of the security is starting to funnel out. And there is just chaos everywhere. Is there anything you do while the security is taking care of uh, Blue Shield? Or you just want to wait up here and wait it out? Is there a police officer? Here, I'm a police officer! And he just gets, like, thrown by <laughs> Blue Shield, like, onto the track, and he's electrocuted. But you see, there's a number of other ones that are coming up here. Like, there's a lot of... <laughs> there's a lot of people screaming and a lot of, like, uh, security and other uh, guards that are uh, rushing up. All right, let's admit it. I didn't do it, but whoever did it got away with it. I'm done with this scenario. I want out. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want to die. <laughs> Everyone, I think if we band together and use our individual skills, we can take this creature down ourselves. Looking around, like Thomas is looking frazzled, girl. Looking just quite upset. You see a number of these guards are finally subduing Blue Shield, just like putting like these these electric loops around him as he's trying to fight back out of it. But looking around, Frederica's nowhere to be seen. I knew it! I knew it! She was so convincing. I know. <laughs> and that was your day yeah, on the train. Yeah, it was Frederica! <laughs> I was right! Thank you for riding on the Shining Express, and I hope you <laughs> enjoyed your trip. 
Well now, you didn't expect all that, did you? The chickens, the killer robot, the singing congregation of the Church of the Shining God. No, huh. all of it came out of nowhere. You're probably thinking to yourself, but wait, how did Frederica do all of this? How was it done? Well, I'm glad you asked. You see, when Mr. Edgar Baker was finished having drinks with his ex-business partner via passing out on the table, his business partner left the room. A little intoxicated themselves, feeling the effects of the potion Thomas mixed in. And that's when Frederica left the Ice Queen's chambers and saw Mr. Edgar Baker unconscious on the table. Rage filled Frederica. You see, there's one thing that was never uncovered. Frederica is a changeling. Now, Mr. Edgar Baker knew this and took advantage of it every step of the way. Having Frederica cover up all his dirty business, having Frederica attend meetings they never wanted to be at, basically living all the rotten parts of this man's life. Rage filled Frederica. She pulled the trigger, instantly ending this man's life. Fear poured into her mind. She quickly panicked. Blood on some of her clothing, on her hands. She fumbled, put the pistol back in, the quietest pistol around. Not a soul heard it on that sleepy train. Frederica couldn't go back through the other carts, no. Instead, she rushed over to a window, propping it open, but smearing blood along the windowsill, knocking a few items over on the table. Shutting the window behind themselves, Frederica climbed along the side of the train until she made it to her cart, slipped on in, threw her clothes out the window, out into that snowy night. Linger thinking, but wait, how did Frederica kill the mistress and move Thomas? There wasn't much time. Frederica had to be fast. Rushing forward, when the lights went out immediately, you see, Frederica had to cover up a lot of Edgar Baker's messes, and that did not always just mean paying someone off. Shattering the bottle over Thomas's head, Frederica then took it, smashing it into the mistress's chest and throat. Blood splattering everywhere, grabbing the pistol and rushing forward, casting, you guessed it, a little spell. Dimension door. You see, there were a few markings that were left on the floor, but they went unnoticed to the people searching the room. This was unfortunate. When Frederica took Thomas to the room, Frederica tore the room apart, finding the book. Knowing that this would look bad, she threw Thomas onto the ground, considering changing into him, but then went and climbed back, climbing on top of the train back to her own cabin. See, when Frederica made it to her cabin, she figured she would try to make it look like a setup. Threw the book onto the ground, kept the gun in her hand. Frederica went and slammed the front of her head onto her nightstand, knocking herself out cold. Now, the party should have wondered why was there so much blood on Thomas compared to Frederica. 
Thomas's head wound was much more severe. Also, when Frederica smashed Thomas over the head with the bottle, it then stabbed the mistress. A lot of the blood went on Thomas. There were only a few key clues. This changeling knew what she was doing. And they almost had it. They were very convinced Frederica was the one, but they just couldn't quite pin it. And in all the chaos and confusion of a murderous machine, some chickens running around attacking people, and just arriving at the station, Frederica jumped, changing forms and running off into the crowds, never to be seen again. Now you're thinking to yourself, well, that was very difficult for them to figure out, and it was, dear reporter. But might I remind you that a murderer doesn't often want to be found, so the clues are not always so apparent. Thank you for joining us on this train ride. I have been your dear detective, Detective Jacob Colespear. Good night, everyone.